This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. So we are going to talk today, Adam, about the seven things not to say when you're talking about sex. Yeah, and we should probably emphasize the not part of that, right? Yeah. <laughs> These are things that we actually hear in the room, yeah. in the therapy room, things that people report to us their partner has said. Yeah. That are killers. Yeah, and I think we're always wanting people to talk about their sex lives, right? Right. Because most people don't. We want you to talk. So it's not that we don't want you to talk, but there are some things that you definitely should not say. Yeah, we want you to talk vulnerably Yeah. about what you need, about what you like. Mm-hmm. We want you to say it positively. Never these seven sayings. Well, before we get into them, say, like, why do you think some of these things come out of people's mouths? It's defensiveness, right? Well, and I also think that people have a misconstrued conception that honesty is the best policy in relationship. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm married. I want to be really honest with you. And I would say honesty is overrated. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're a therapist, Laura. You're supposed to want people to be honest. You want no, them to I, lie? I want them to be tactful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you're going to be married to this person forever <laughs> for crying out loud. It's like, please be tactful. Please be tactful. Okay. Yeah. Tact like is what, what works. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about sex. Yeah. So I knew someone one time yes. that was talking to his wife. Okay. okay. And he was trying to be honest. Oh, no. He was trying to be honest. And he said, just so you know, uh-huh. I'm not going to be attracted to you when you weigh 300 pounds. Oh, uh. 
Oh. I mean... Well, I mean, I hear it even worse, right? right. I, I'm not attracted to you anymore since you've gotten fat. Since you've gotten fat, right. yeah. And they I mean, that weight, dreaded F word. Right, I mean, weight is so important to people, to our culture. I mean, yeah. and sometimes they're not even fat when I hear that, right? Yeah. You know, somebody has an incredible standard. But even saying to somebody... I'm not going to be attracted to you if you get fat or you are fat. And so I'm not as attracted. You might as well just like, okay, is that uh, person really going to sleep with you? It just kills libido, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah or don't ever it. get fat. Oh, yeah. I, I like mean. A prescription against that. Right. Is, I knew one guy, he used to say that all the time. Don't ever get fat. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, she's about to have children. Mm. You know, you actually do gain weight when you have children. I mean, how is she going to feel about her body yeah. when – even natural states create more weight. Yeah. We we tie attraction so much to weight, to weight and to size. Yeah. Right? And so I think some of the fear coming from that is that I'm not going to be attracted to you anymore. Yeah, when what am happens, I going to do? And attraction is solely based on weight. And that, that just sets people up, doesn't it? It sets people up for failure. It does. I mean, yeah. because suddenly there's this anxiety about something that has kind of nothing to do with sex. It mm-hmm. has to do with your body regulation. But now we have an additional anxiety. Yeah. And, and you know, a lot of women I see who do gain weight, sometimes they're not either personally allowing themselves sexual pleasure, mm-hmm. sensory sexual pleasure, and yeah. so they take it with food and then it's a never-ending cycle, right, because they're gaining weight, which then they feel more self-conscious and they don't want to be sexual, so they don't get that pleasure, and then yeah. they don't want to have sex. I mean, that can be a crazy maker. And then if their partner is critical, forget about it. Yeah, and it's just – it's all over. It so, is all over. So what's a better way, do you think, to talk about to talk about that concern, a more okay. tactful way as you're talking about Yeah. So this is totally sexist. And guys, if you're out there, just tell me, you know, Lori, you are – Full of beans, <laughs> you're too sexist. But I do see that when it's gender reversed and the woman feels like he's gained weight mm-hmm. and she's not as attracted to him, if she says it really kindly, like, sweetheart, you know, when we were in college, you were so fit and, yeah. you know, your belly was so flat and I just thought you were hot as can be. No. That was not exactly went through my mind <laughs> saying that. <laughs> but, you know, hot. Yeah. And I just... You know, I would love it if you'd get in that kind of shape again. I really think I'd be yeah. turned on even more. Yeah. I mean, something really positive and encouraging. Yeah. Well, and I think that to honoring your partner's commitment to just, just being healthy in general. Yeah. Right? Because weight is so hard to manage. Right. Especially as you get older. Like, I mean, I think that the idea that you're going to have the same belly and look that you did when you were when you were yeah. in college is a, is a high expectation but maybe also talking about health in general or inviting your partner to work out with you yeah that or would to, be good. to go for walks but, to, but i see men when they hear that mm-hmm. often for men it translates you mean if i get in shape we're gonna you, have sex we're gonna have more sex yeah that'd be okay i i will do that yeah i mean a lot of men really respond to that and mm-hmm. i would say guys this is just one little thing belly weight translates to lost erections in 10 years or less. Mm. So if you have a belly, seriously, that means that you are starting with heart disease, Your the capillaries in your penis are going to clog up, and you're going to lose your erections in 10 years mm. or less. Wow. So that that's a little motivation for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about when it's the woman who's heavy? Or I mean, because yeah. sometimes men say to me, I, I mean, I'm just a visual guy, and, you know, she's not that hourglass anymore and that's what turns me on and I, I don't know where to go with it. 
Yeah, I think that that's more what I was talking about before, too, was in inviting your partner to go with you to work out, being active with them rather than just sitting around or demanding that they go do something, especially if you're not doing it yourself. But I also think that that finding qualities that are attractive, that are honestly that are timeless, that aren't Mm -hmm. that aren't going to change if you're not nurturing that side of it as well and helping her to feel attractive doing things that make her feel attractive, then she's not. And it's more likely that it's going to go the other way. I mean, would you agree with that? I'm speaking from a man's point of view. I mean, I think that's lovely to invite your partner into exercise with you. I think Mm -hmm. it's great to find things that are attractive about her. I just think weight is so toxic for women in our culture and it's Mm -hmm. such a killer. But I, I do understand often for men, they're very visually oriented. And I know if you're listening and you're a woman out there, I, I get it. You know, women can be visually oriented too, but I think the vast majority of men are visually oriented. So, Mm. and weight is just such a big deal. I I had one girlfriend's husband say to her, you know, I just, you know, I really um, hope that you stay in shape or something. And it was really kind and it wasn't the same sort of pressure. I don't know how he said it that was distinguishing, but it was different uh, not, you know, this is a tough one. This you're tough you're one. almost. We're going to get through seven of these. We're almost out of time. I don't, I don't, shoot. I don't, I don't know. Shoot. I mean, we should have done a whole one on weight. Which okay, we'll come back to weight. We'll come back to weight. We'll do more on weight. But be careful. Yeah. Be careful out there. Okay. So another thing that we've heard often enough, which is just a killer, is you're not big enough. I can't feel you. Oh, I know. Right. I know, and I have had women say that in the room with their male partner there saying you're you're he's just not big enough i'm like oh my gosh how does uh-huh. he keep how did, sitting there yeah i, I mean, was about to say how I mean, did he, he stay why in the did room? he why yeah how did he not fall through the floor <laughs> you know yeah. she said it a to him which i think is so incredibly toxic mm-hmm. and then you know she said it in front of another person another woman i mean yeah. uh, that i mean just never I don't care if you think that. I don't care what. Don't say that. Yeah. Just saying that out loud, even with one other person in the room, she might as well just chop it off. Yeah. She might as well have just done that. She might as well have just like said it on national television. You know, like it's that kind of public shaming. Right. Men are so wedded to their penis, right? That little guy is their buddy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. You know, he's a little general. (laughs) Yeah. Don't ever say that. Uh, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, I think. And there's ways to fix it if you don't feel it, right? I mean, there's other ways. Condoms that are special that you can wear. There's, you can add a finger in. There's, you know, a lot of women don't climax that way anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, but I mean, that's just the the worst insult, I think. Anything about size, I think, should just be avoided. Absolutely. Altogether. Unless it's unless it's positive the other way. Right. Unless right. you're saying it's You're it's, awesome, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um so something else you've heard and I've heard as well. Do you want breast implants? I know it. Uh, I, know I can't it. I can't even imagine that this is a that this is something that somebody would I say to somebody it. else, but it's it is. It happens. Yeah. Right? I mean, basically, he's saying I'm not content with your breasts, right? Yeah. Your size. Yeah. But what's the difference, though, then? Because I think it's different for women. It's not the same as, as her saying well, if she she's said, too small. Well, she said, do you want a penis implant? Right? That's, that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, what's what's that like from a woman's perspective? When or, I mean, I, I just think that that is. That. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? 
Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Insulting. Yeah. You know, that it's, he's directly saying he's not happy with the shape or size of her breasts. Yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing, right, if she's like, you know, moaning it and saying, yeah. oh, I don't like my size or I don't like the way I look after childbearing. Or, and he's like, do you want breast implants? Uh, okay, that, that makes more sense. That's contextual. That's mm-hmm. not a criticism. Okay. But just offering that up because maybe he likes bigger-breasted women, it's like, ooh, yeah, so it's got to come from it's got to come from the woman, right? It's got to I mean, come gotta, from the, the woman. If you're talking about hers. breast implants, she better have said something first. Yeah, yeah. Without you even making hints, right? Exactly. <laughs> like no, not even hints in that direction. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, uh, it's it's so complicated, right? Though, how do we talk about our you know particular desires and fantasies yeah. and things without hurting our pay, you know our buddy? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think not you're right. Buddy, though. I mean, I think a, there's. <laughs> I think there's ways to talk about the need that is there without insulting mm-hmm. our, our partners. I think so, too. Right. I Kindness. Mean, tact. Yes. That's right. what's important. Go see your neighborhood sex therapist. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> to have the conversation. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we have four more. You want to come and explore those after the break? Let's do that after the break. This is Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. We'll be right back. Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Weekend couples intensives are also offered. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. It is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. Okay, we are back. 
with more foreplay radio sex therapy and we are talking about seven things not to say when you're talking about sex right yep. things that should never come out of your mouth yeah, you're fat yeah. you're too small do you you're want breast and pants? <laughs> you're not big enough? Yeah. Okay, now what have we got? Well, I think one of them is, why isn't your erection working right? Yeah. Yeah. There's anything that has to do with why is it not working right in that kind of contemptuous tone and way of, we talk about it all the time. I mean, there are, there are issues that come up with erection in almost any sexual relationship, and commenting on it in that way just is it just makes men not want to talk about it Killer. right i mean it just the, we're just going to avoid it altogether and you're never we're never going to talk about it <laughs> ever right. again that's right right it was my very first session ever as a clinician and i was you know a fairly young woman and i remember this woman saying and this was way before i was a sex therapist i was just a beginning therapist and she said something like you know we've been fooling around for like an hour and then he loses his erection I'm just like is he not attracted to me first of all I was thinking you've been fooling around for an hour <laughs> that's pretty darn yeah. good and <laughs> he, kept, he kept it for an hour that's and impressive. he kept it for an hour and now you're complaining about it and of course it kills it for him right yeah, and I was absolutely. like I mean I didn't know anything about sex therapy at that point but I knew enough as a person that that yeah. was really stupid yeah because every single time now that they try to initiate sex, he is going to be thinking about it. Which right? kills that, erections. Which kills erections. I mean, when you think about getting an erection, it is going, you're least likely to <laughs> to have one, right? And so that just, it's just, again, it's self-defeating over right. and over again, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk about that. Don't talk about, you know, the loss or... What's happening? Just just say, you know, baby, you're sexy. Maybe it's not your night. It's yeah. my night. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Encouragement. Encouragement. Yeah. Another one that we hear often, especially when we get into kind of the details of what's happening with them sexually, I don't like the way you taste. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that's a hard one, right? Yeah. And I've heard that twice in my practice from men in front of their wives. You know, mm-hmm. I just don't like the way she tastes. And I got to say... Oral sex is the route for a lot of women to experience orgasm. Yeah. You know, so it's like if if he doesn't like the way she tastes, first of all, how is she ever going to relax again? Oh, yeah. You know. So oral sex is almost off the table at that point. I, I would you think say for it? a lot of women, I mean, they're already self-conscious. I mean, even women who think they taste good and whose partners say they taste good barely can let him do oral sex. And yeah. so it's like, okay, now he said this, you know, how is, how is she going to ever get over that? Yeah. But I would say there are certain foods that help. Pineapple, papaya, guacamole, avocado. Nice. Um, those supposedly change the way you taste. Coffee and cigarettes often make you not taste well. Both genders. Yeah. Both genders, everybody. Yeah, so this can apply This can apply both ways. Right. And right. So, yeah, I mean, oral sex is a component. We've talked about it often, right, mm-hmm. uh, that's important in healthy sexual relationships. And so if you want it to happen – it's not something you need to you, you need to bring up. Take her out to Mexican. That's food. Mexican. That's to say. So you know, start cutting up lots, that pineapple. <laughs> lots of guacamole, but don't, I just you know if you're willing to do it, and I, I mean it's one thing, right? It, you know if there's a hygiene issue, certainly take get in the shower with her and all that. But really, don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. All right. Another one we hear a lot. All he or all she wants is sex. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all of these blanket statements that people make, I mean, it's basically negating the complexity of your partner. When you say all you want is sex, 
I mean, I know a lot of people, especially women who say this, but also, you know, men who say it to their partners, because mm-hmm. I have, I would say 20% of my practice is women who want sex more than their male partners. Hmm. You know, so it goes both ways. Absolutely. But really, you're denying complexity when you say that, right? You're saying mm. you just want to get off. I'm sorry to say that crudely, but uh, yeah, you I just want to get off. And that's not what people want often. They yeah. they want connection. They want eroticism. They want passion. They want responsiveness. They want it to be sexy. It's not and, – and they want something from their partner most of the time. They don't just want their own selfish orgasm. Yeah. And that's what that implies. You're selfish. That's All right. you want is sex. Well, then it reduces people to a stereotype, right? It Particularly does. Particularly when it comes from men toward – I mean from women toward their men, right? That's mm-hmm. that's usually where I hear that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it it reduces the stereotype, but then it also denies the role that sex plays in the relationship. It does. Right? Like it's a bad thing yeah, to and, want sex. Right. And so – like, I sex, hope he wants sex. Oh, well, yeah. And sex being a primary way that men connect with their partners, mm-hmm. it's saying, well, he doesn't want to connect with me. Yes. That's what and, and I it think makes it, him feel ashamed yes. of something that is a really positive, loving, important, and essential aspect of the relationship, right? Yeah, and that is a deep, that's a deep need there. Yes, um, and so I think it, that kind of any blanket statement, but that one in particular is just going to just promote disconnection in the relationship. It does. It does. All right, last one, Lori. You're just so frigid. And, and I think mm-hmm. this is the reverse, right? Yep. When the man says to the woman, because frigid is really a female adjective, you know, you you don't want sex, you're just frigid, as if she's a human being who doesn't want it. And maybe mm-hmm. she, for her, it's very complex. Again, yeah. you know, she doesn't want it because she's angry at him. She's resentful over lots of different things. Maybe she doesn't want it because he's not very good and bad or mm. he's not been sensitive to her needs. or I mean, any number of reasons. Yeah, there's tons. So it's basically, it's a blaming statement. Yeah. Right? Both it's, of those last two are, right? They're blaming. Both yeah. of them are. It's your fault. Yeah. If yeah. you would just change this one thing about you, our relationship would be okay. Right. Right. Nothing's that easy. Mm-mm. Right. So when we think about those statements, those seven things, I mean, I think people would say, okay, well, if there's some truth to those statements, sure. how do we go about talking about it? What are the kind of things that we want? You mentioned it briefly at the top of the show, but what are the things that we want to say in sex? How do we uh-huh. want to talk about sex? What's the, some general guiding principles when we're talking about that? Okay. So first know that talking about sex is vulnerable mm-hmm. and you want to pick a time and a place because just bringing it up out of the blue is often going to be interruptive, yeah. going to be like a surprise attack on your partner. Yeah. So I say do it over coffee outside. You know, Go to some coffee shop that's noisy or something where you're not going to be interrupted and nobody can hear you. Right. But go somewhere kind of public and neutral or maybe mm-hmm. the park or wherever and, and tell your partner, I want to talk to you about our love life. I want to talk about sex. Yeah. I know this has been a difficult subject, but I want to go there. And first – If you're the initiating party for that conversation, decide what you want. Mm. Decide one thing you want out of this conversation and make it a very contained conversation. Yeah. I think you want to avoid what we were talking about before, those blaming statements. Yes. You don't want to blame your partner. You want to see this as an us issue rather than a you issue, right? Yes. Uh, That we're on the same team and want the same things. And when you ascribe to your partner that you that they want sex like you want sex that they you both want a healthy sexual vibrant relationship then it's more likely that you're going to be heard right yeah or maybe ascribing that you both have a goal of intimacy yes 
You know, I mean, I think for some partners, sex is that primary avenue. And for other partners, maybe talking Mm -hmm. or spending time together, you know, or something else. But say, look, I know we both have a goal of intimacy and connection. And then the next thing is, is you have to talk about what you want. Mm -hmm. Short-lived, you know, like one sentence. So I really want to make love twice a week. Mm -hmm. This, I think, is what would make me feel content and happy. Mm-hmm. So really lay it down, you know, in a in a small prescribed way mm-hmm. rather than saying, you know, why don't you want to make love very much? Oh, yeah. That, that question's a killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a killer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I think what you're talking about is making requests or making, we talk, called them bids before. Yeah. And talked about the them. The Gottman's called them bids. bids yeah, yeah. And talked about them in those, in those ways. And that's the vulnerability part, right? Because you've got to be, if you're not risking something, right, in in that conversation, then you're probably not being vulnerable, right? And and so that's that's the difficult thing. And I think that's where a lot of those statements that we were talking about come from, of just being real defensive and real, like, not risking a lot. It's not It's not a risk to talk about size or to talk about the ways that you're unsatisfied, mm-hmm. right, as opposed to... That's just to, anger and throwing mud. And, yeah. And a poor beginning to a conversation that might change your sex life. Yeah. Well, listen, I think this has been great. Yeah. Seven things not to say when you're going to talk about sex. And Don't say those tips. things. Don't say those things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to us. This is Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with sex therapist Lori Watson and couple therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. 